these words of Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 6 through 14. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. May we begin our study of these words with what may seem to be some overly simplistic analogies, especially for those who have been believers in Christ for a long time. But I believe that we really need to begin here because this is where the Holy Spirit has taken us with this these contrasting words of darkness and light. The analogy is this, that there really is a special kind of darkness that exists all throughout our world. A strange, inexplicable kind of darkness. A darkness that the ordinary mind can't even begin to comprehend. And the darkness is so very pervasive covers over and shrouds all that exists upon this earth. And unlike the nighttime darkness that we're accustomed to, this special kind of darkness has a personality all its own, a nature about it, a nature that seeks to reach into and to invade and to dominate and to control everything that takes place within every heart and every soul that resides in the darkness. The things that people think, the things that they say, the things that they do. And that nature is evil. So very evil. Evil beyond measure. Insidious and demanding and controlling. But again, strangely, strangely, though this darkness is so massive and has such dominance and control, its presence seems to go unnoticed by its residents, utterly imperceptible to their ordinary senses. My thoughts go to the animals that are described as being nocturnal. Their eyes are so especially suited to seeing within the darkness that they can actually see far better in the darkness than they can in the light. Darkness is their normal. And it said also that the light actually hurts their eyes. And because of that, they only come out after the darkness falls. And perhaps the same kind of explanation can be given regarding ordinary people as we live and move and have our being within this special kind of darkness that we're speaking about here today. And perhaps it can also be said that our own eyes have become so accustomed to this special 
kind of darkness that the light also hurts our eyes. And we try to stay away from it. In simple terms, this strange darkness of this world has become our normal. And because it is our normal, we don't even realize that it's here. That it permeates everything that exists. And sadly, most all of the people of this earth will live their whole lives and then die never knowing that their entire existence has been lived within a sea of darkness. But how and why can all of that be so? From these scriptures, we know that the change took place almost immediately after man first took his place in this world. In the very beginning, the very beginning, there was light. Perfect light. Nothing but light. And all things existed within that light. And there was no darkness, except for the few hours of nighttime darkness. But that was different. And that darkness only lasted for those few hours and then the light would come in and dispel that darkness even. But then the master of darkness, Satan, came along with his beguiling ways. And man chose to follow after him into his darkness and to become what these scriptures call here in our text sons of disobedience. And it was with that disobedience that darkness then descended upon the whole earth and upon all men. And everything changed. Everything changed. Light was no longer present among men. And darkness began to prevail throughout the earth. And as darkness then descended and took control over the minds of men, they began to devise many of their own explanations for their condition and for their the conditions around them. And in particular, mankind chose the pathway of intellect. They wanted to be able to understand it and to explain it. And so they chose this pathway of intellect and human logic for their understanding. And in particular, mankind has chosen this pathway of believing only in the natural. Only in the natural. Over time, most all of the people of the earth have gradually come to accept and to buy into that concept that all things are natural. And there is no other existence and no other explanation outside of the natural. That visible realm of nature. And so because of that acceptance and that belief Satan and his demonic world have found an easy hiding place within that darkness. Very clever of them. And then also conveniently for you and me, that sort of thinking is comfortable to us. Simply believing that all things exist within the natural realm, within the realms of what we can see and feel and hear and smell and touch, and with nothing else existing out there, life becomes relatively simple. No other accountabilities. We can do most anything that we would like to do. 
having only the temporary consequences of our behavior to be concerned about. And God is so right when He said that men love darkness. Why we have chosen to live in the condition we're in. That's in John chapter 3, beginning in verse 19. This is the judgment. That the light came into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. My memories take me back to one of the first apartments that my wife and I lived in. It was not a very good place to live. But I was living there when we first got married and it was all that I could afford at the time. The apartment owners did not provide pest control and I did not do a good job of getting rid of those pesky critters that live within those recesses of our walls and our cabinets. And we had real problems with those critters. And when we would first walk into the dimness of the unlit kitchen at nighttime, all things at first appeared to be fine. But then we would turn on the light switch. And immediately, upon turning on that overhead light, a whole world of roaches and other insects would suddenly be revealed. And they would begin scurrying around. And I do mean a whole world of them. So much so that my sweet wife could not bear the sight. Unfortunately, I had lived in that apartment for a long while, and I had become accustomed to the presence of all those vile little creatures. And yes, they most probably did run around on our plates and our silverware and our drawers and cabinets at night when we weren't looking. But I had somehow been able to block all of that out of my mind. And I had learned to coexist with all of those undesirable creatures, no matter how bad they were. But that all ceased once my sweet wife moved in. She brought her own special kind of light into the way that I accepted the presence of these, these creatures. Folks, it's an awful thing to remember. But I really had become accustomed to the presence of those creatures and to that lifestyle. I knew that the moment I walked into the kitchen and flipped that light, that I was going to see roaches scurrying into hiding. And I had very foolishly accepted it as being just the way things are. This is part of my life. And is this analogy not eerily similar to the underbelly life that is taking place all throughout this world today? Every day. As the darkness spoken about here in these scriptures so cleverly covers over it. There's a song that I've spoken to you about entitled From a Distance. And in that song it wrongly 
pictures God in his high and lofty position, seeing all of the goings-on of the world taking place, but from a distance, always from a distance. And from that height, all that can be seen as people scurrying around on the earth, doing their daily things of life. And at that height, everything looks as if it's in harmony. But it isn't. It isn't. There has only to be a glimmer of light to be put upon all those people and a closer look to be taken and we quickly find that things are not going well at all. Life down here is not at all in harmony. In many ways, it's no better than that scene back in my kitchen. Once a light is turned on, the real truth begins to emerge. And we find that vileness and corruption and sorrow and pain just runs rampant throughout this world of darkness. But again, and sadly so, those who are scurrying around, trying their best to meet their daily needs of life, they don't even realize that anything's wrong. They might not like their circumstance. But this is simply the way their life is. And it's the only life that they know. And they accept it. Just like I accepted my conditions there in my kitchen. And it doesn't really matter if our analogy is taken from the view of the drug-ridden streets or from these fancy brownstone apartments of where doctors and lawyers live. The darkness remains the same. And the deeds of darkness remain the same. And just as with me and my unsanitary apartment, I really did not know just how wrong I was being as I allowed that condition to continue to exist day after day. The darkness had taken control of my mind and I had become satisfied with those conditions. Again, thankfully, my new wife brought her special light into my life and I knew that those old ways that I'd once thought were okay and normal would need to change. And they did. Now may I carry this analogy a step further and I hope to spend even more time on this portion of the analogy perhaps next week. It has to do with those vile creatures that live within the darkness. Just as with those loathsome, despicable little creatures that lived and moved and had their whole existence cleverly hidden within the cloak of the darkness in my kitchen, so also is there a whole world of vile and loathsome creatures that live and move and have their being within this special darkness that we've been talking about here today. It's that special world and realm of demons. They're described for us in Ephesians 6. Listen to these words beginning in verse 10 of Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Now while yes, most of the forces of evil that we encounter each day are embodied within the corrupt flesh and behavior of ordinary men and women, the darkness spoken about here veils the fact that those corrupt people are being influenced and controlled by spiritual forces, demons, within realms that we and they are unable to see with our naked eye. Verse 12 again of Ephesians 6. Listen, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Just as Jesus was able to look into the face of his dear friend Peter, and see the actual face of Satan, so also, in the same kind of way that's taking place as we look into the faces of troublesome people. And we have to remember also that just as with Jesus and just as with Peter, some of those faces, they may be well-meaning and loving and caring people but they may still nonetheless be powerfully influenced and controlled by the demons that are hidden within that present darkness. In the English Standard Version of Scripture, it's translated, these words are translated, this present darkness. And I agree with that translation because those words are so appropriate. And those same words are used in the title of one of my favorite books on this subject. Perhaps you've read it. If you haven't, I would recommend it to you. It's by Frank Peretti with that same name, This Present Darkness. And that is a fictional novel, but it is so solidly based upon the truths of these scriptures regarding the activity of the demonic world with all of their many interactions and influences with the people of this earth, with you and me and most of the people that we know. And just like those vile vermin that lived within the walls and the cabinets of my kitchen, so also do these vile vermin live and move and have their being within the hearts and the minds and the all that takes place in men and women, just like you and me, all throughout this world of darkness. Unfortunately, just as with me and my acceptance of those kitchen vermin, the people of this world have accepted the presence of these demonic vermin as their normal. As their normal. Do those people willingly choose to have the presence of those demonic creatures be normal within their lives? Probably not. Probably not many of them at least. But folks, if we live outside the Spirit of God, then we are simply and completely vulnerable to all of those creatures of the dark world. 
And they surely will come in. Listen, they surely will come in and take possession of much of who we are and what we do. And we won't even know that anything is taking place. The darkness cleverly hides it all from us. May I ask you, as you look at your own life, are you aware of the present darkness that pervades everything around you? You and I are walking in a sea of darkness. Next week, or perhaps the week after, we'll spend more time on the light. And we'll be able to see how the light of Christ enables us to see both in the light, but also back into that darkness and see how real that it is within the lives and the conduct of our loved ones and how it's taking place all over our world. Men and women blinded to the darkness. It's their normal. And it must not remain your and my normal. I'll close for now. But let me leave us with a simple encouragement. And it was from these words that I read in chapter 6 of Ephesians. That God really does have a remedy for this dilemma of darkness that enshrouds our world. And it's in this word armor. His armor. Because when you're walking in darkness, you need an armor all over you, all over your body, all over your heart and your mind and your soul. We'll talk about that more next week. Let's close with these words. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Let's pray.